Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again I'm joined by my co-host Heather Heaton. Hello. Who is our resident shamanic practitioner and counsellor. As all well, our listeners I'm sure they are more than well aware by now. And you join us today for, this is part two of our new series, exciting new series here at Discerning Consciousness um, called uh, To Walk um, or Walk a Mile in My Moccasins. And today, the title of this episode is Who Am I Really Trying to Find Myself? So or True Self, my can, true I, can self. I interject there? Yes. Certainly. Trying to find my true self, who am yeah. I really? So just to explain, Heather, to our listeners, the, um, the basis of this series, uh, which is called Walk a Mile in My Moccasins, that's a tagline for, it relates to a series of issues and questions that we will... Uh, bring to our listeners uh, and I will ask them of you because these mm. are common questions and queries that many of your clients have had is yeah. that correct just quick update for our listeners mm. that we've we've talked clearly about in the first episode that we've um I brought to you this known sentence walk mm. a mile in his moccasins mm. it comes from a poem everybody thinks it comes from native american tradition mm. Um, which it always feels like it does, but in mm. fact actually is a poem written by a lady in the 19, late 19th century. Mm. Um, and uh, it can be looked up online. So mm. it just just type in walk a mile in my moccasins, walk a mile in his moccasins and you'll get the poem. We've just changed it to walk a mile in my, my moccasins just for a bit of creative license, so it just broadens yeah. it out. But I think it actually brings it more personal. It does, yeah, yeah. Because you can say it to yourself, walk a mile in my moccasins. Mm. So so, so the point about it is, is when, when if, if somebody has walked a mile in my moccasins, then they begin to understand the way I behave, the way I talk, where how I see the world, how I understand, where my emotions have come Trials, from, tribulations, my, yeah, my choices, my decisions, mm. they begin to to see through my eyes, um, and that's what the story is all about. And bringing that to you, Aunt, mm. it we talked it over, and it there just seemed to be a whole load of subjects wasn't there that there was, spun yeah. off of that yeah. that we thought maybe our listeners would love mm. to hear that would sort of come under talk about come under this umbrella or this tagline of walk a mile in my moccasins mm. anyway we'll, we'll start in earnest and today as i said before what we're talking about is who am i really question mark trying to find true self so i wonder if you could just um have a for our listeners what what to what do you mean by this phrase? Because you came up with this phrase, so I'm passing it on to you. Well, the, the, the <laughs> phrase of um, finding my true self, who am I really? Mm. Well, that does mean different things to different people. So it's quite important to understand that there isn't one set way or one set understanding. Or one size fits all. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Mm. Um, what does that actually mean? Well, um for some people, uh, it's achieving mm. what they need to do mm. and therefore act in a way or live in a way where they feel that they're expressing exactly what's going on inside of them. Their mm. whole whole character, their whole emotional expression is coming through. Mm. Um 
for some people it's finding out who they are in their extended self mm. i don't know if that makes sense mm. extending themselves is becoming more than they feel that they've been through their lives up until that moment. So do you mean by extending themselves, perhaps that they're pushing beyond existing boundaries that they have lived to up until that or point? Or should we say limitations or, or limitations. Ba boundaries yeah, sure. for whatever reason? Perhaps they've reached a point in their life where um, they've got to a stage in, the, in their life where they have this sense in which they've lived a very safe life, perhaps. You know, where or they've... a normal life. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Or a normal yeah, life. So, I mean... so either a safe life or a normal life or sure. a life that was expected of them mm. or that was necessary. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, what I will say is that I do find that people often feel they reach a crossroads at a certain point. Sure. So when people come to you, you mean? Well, uh, people do whether they come to me or not, sure, yeah. but I, I will go on to explain the experience I have with people when they bring that question to me yeah. as we go through. Um, they find them, very often it's at a certain age, Right. at yeah. a certain age they get a feeling uh, that they're incomplete, yeah. so it, it tends not to be young. No. For some people, the youngest it will be is in their late 30s. So heading towards middle age. I find. Yeah. But 40s into 50s, mm. different for different people, but there seems to be a point where they start saying to themselves, they don't feel they're being completely themselves. They're mm. not living completeness. Now, some people feel an emptiness. Yes. Yeah. There's sort of like an emptiness inside and they can't get to grips with it. They can't sure. seem to get into it or find it. You know, sometimes uh, there's many types of um, types of healings uh, that people go for or, or alternative people. or and, and they still have this emptiness because it's very deep. And mm. um, often they say also something's, something's missing and I can't put my finger on it. So would that be like a restlessness? Would they have a... Well, Celestine Prophecy explains it as a restlessness. Mm. So I think with some people they feel restless, but quite honestly, this stage I often feel is deeper mm. or bigger than mm. like a simple restlessness. But mm. I think that that was just the Celestine's way of putting it. Mm. Mm. Celestine Prophecies, by the way, which we've gone over before. And we've gone into great details, yeah. If you look at our back other episodes, you can catch those, yeah. Yes. I mean, this idea of a midlife crisis is, is quite commonly explored in everyday culture, even in things like um, movies, films. One thinks of the film uh, American Beauty, uh, the, the main character, Kevin Spacey, has this midlife crisis where he begins to fancy his, um, his daughter's friend. Um, you know, attractive young blonde girl. He's going through mm. a marriage breakup with his partner. I believe he even does mm. go out and buy a, a sports car. So we can see in everyday culture this mm. process is is quite a common theme, isn't it? It is. Um, that's. I think that you've just described a very typical male a very male going very through male. them. Sure. Um, so it's worth hanging on to that. Mm. Um, I'm just going to pop into an explanation of um, when. When we're born, mm. life requires us to mm. first of all be a baby, mm. yeah. then to become toddler, a child, adolescent, teenager, young adult, then adult, then parent, mm. 
and then you're very often dealing with the physical emotional things about life that are very demanding of you and mm. so it's all about looking outwards yeah. isn't it we could say yeah. that's looking outwards into society and demands uh, etc mm. um and you go through these various decades looking outwards and if you get to a pay or people get to a, a stage in life where they have time to stop and think, that's when they get to that crossroads, perhaps. It I mean, is. that could... That recognition of something's not right. And that, that might be brought to people, or perhaps I should say is commonly brought to people through maybe a period of redundancy at work, through a period of illness. I mean, because they've got that kind of period of slowing down. So this slowing down is kind of forced upon them. So that's when they can actually... They have a sense of going within and things do surface. The thing about redundancy and illness, those things can happen at any age, mm. any stage of their life's evolution or their life stages. Mm. But what we're talking about here is mm. that something's been held back for a long time mm. and people get to an age where they've got past having to deal with demands upon sure. them yeah, in yeah. society in, yeah. you know in family yeah. and then they get a little bit more space when they begin to realize something's not right mm. so i would sort of not say necessarily about illness i would say un less likely during times of illness or redundancy because with illness and dis redundancy there are things to go forward to that you're aiming towards and you know sure. what it is. Yeah, yeah, sure. what, we're, what we're focusing on here is when people can slow up a little bit more because they have fed those, those family, those outward things of, of home, life, Career work. Career accomplishments. Uh, yeah, yeah. They've, they've fed them, they've done them, it's mm. done. Um, and then there seems to be sort of almost... Um, a slight inertia mm. it's like well what happens next now they've already on a lifestyle of what to do next and but it's not fulfilling mm. it seems to be not hitting the spot mm. um and by not hitting the spot it it starts to flag up that they're missing something so would you say Heather then just to try and summarize what you're talking about for our listeners would an individual in that process, would they have reached a point maybe where they've lost or they lose concept of who they actually are? Because during this period of those years of building their life, establishing a career, managing a family, in the midst of that, I mean, that's got, there's quite a lot of giving involved in that. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's so, this giving is outwards, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. not drawing inwards. Sure. It's not feeding so, and can, self. And people commonly say, will say, well, in the midst of all of that activity which is pretty full on, who am I? Who, you know, I'm, mm. I'm giving to people, I'm being of service to people, but who am I? And it's, I, I hear people say, hang on a minute, where am I in all of mm. this? And because, um, can I say also that society and psychoanalysis often call it a midlife crisis. Sure, yeah, but yeah. of course it can be over a period of, of two and a half decades sure, yeah. that this can be. Um, you you will find that people. What comes to mind is people's self identity. Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah. Some sense that they have not 
focused on an important part of themselves. So they've neglected that. Quite a, for quite a long time, yeah, mm. for quite a long time. Mm. Um, for those that um, who focus, shall I say, on regular society as opposed to spiritual or esoteric, yeah. because there's two views on this. Yeah. So people that focus their lives in regular society, yeah. um, um, they will find themselves saying at some stage, there must be something mm. more. It's a very common phrase, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. There must be something more than this. Mm. And that's when you start, because if you hear people that have suddenly done this crazy leap to emigrate to the Sahara Desert or whatever. <laughs> that would be quite extreme. And when they're interviewed, they say, well, I just got to a stage, I thought there's got to be something more than this. I feel sure. like I've trundled on this roundabout for a very long time and done what I was supposed to. And it was going on and on and on. And I know that was the way I was supposed to go. Mm. But you had, I had to say to myself, surely this is not going to be it to the end of my life. Surely there's something more. Mm. Um, that what I've, what what you will people will recognise um, that often comes at that time are cruises on the cruise yeah, ships, sure, yeah. um, moving house, starting a new business maybe, uh, yeah, or moving country, mm. starting a business. That's right, trying a, a religion or a new religion, mm. a divorce or remarrying, mm. starting a new hobby. Mm. Um, and I will point out here that often a new hobby is often related to the wishes that person would have had and, and planned to have indulged in from earlier years. So when they were growing up. And this yeah. is an important point on okay. who am I? Sure. Who am I truly? Um, sometimes they will have a new look. That's quite common in a mm. makeover. Very common. Mm. So that some things, some things for some people will fill the gap and endure over the years till mm -hmm. very old age yeah. but for others the search will go on because they don't sustain the good feel feeling no. that they've gained by making a change right. so they make so what you're saying if i've got this right is they make the change but then the feel good feeling as you describe it is only fleeting it's a distraction sure it, it and that's the way sometimes we learn in society how to cope with not feeling or shall I, shall I say a disturbance of of equilibrium mm. we look for disturb we look for distractions mm. and something that will give us a bit of a buzz something mm. that changes something new sure. and this is what our society does and very often these these particular distractions they can keep you distracted all the way through your life. So you mm. never actually ask, who am I? We never go very deep. But you keep in the distraction sure. and that's sufficient. Sure. And for some that's people, right. you know, that, that is the, the path that they follow. That can work. And it's not that, right that or wrong, work. is it? Absolutely, absolutely. But for others, it's, it's a distraction that can't sustain and they're still mm. feeling that loss or that emptiness it's almost it, like a disquiet isn't it a real disquiet it is yeah, yeah. it's a it, yes it is um it, but esoterically people are aware very aware that if they're feeling that then they're seeing it in a much more spiritual light right okay um and over the last couple of decades, what's become known more and more and more is the phrase rite of passage. Right, yeah. Because there have been books written with an explanation that the way to get to know yourself and find out who you truly are mm. is 
as the old tribal traditions did do, mm. take youngsters through a rite of passage. Mm. It's specially designed for youngsters to get to know the good and bad that's inside, sure. the needs, mm. responsibility, morals, mm. um, allegiance to the tribe, yeah. um, self-sufficiency. Mm. Um, what else is there? A whole range of, of skills and abilities. But to find out your skills and find out your limitations, challenge your limitations, mm. The rites of passage for, for that, and the, the one, most well-known ones are the ones in adolescence, yeah. which is, uh, some people would have heard about it in, in ancient Egyptian. Yeah. Um, then there's the Aborigine. Yeah. Uh, we know that there were such things, Celtic, for instance, um, and you would find them all over the world in, in, in tribal communities. So it what was, you're saying, Heather, is it true that in modern Western everyday society... One thing that we're lacking is this concept of a rite of passage. There's no formal rite of passage. I mean, some might say, you know, uh, that teenagers, when they first get into alcohol and drugs, in a way, that is a kind of rite of passage, isn't it, really? No, it's what's used because there it's is... It's a surrogate, it. then, effectively. It's a way. destructive surrogate, yeah, whereas yeah. rite of passage... Passage. Yeah. Rite of passage is a constructive, it's mm. where you start going inwards and getting mm. to know who you are, mm. from having grown up only dealing with outward stuff and getting to know the world, the outside world, and how you can move through it and what you can enjoy from it. The rite of passage is going in and finding your truth, finding your fears, mm. finding, as I've said before, your limitations, finding how you can challenge your limitations, mm. how you can understand the morals of the, uh, of the, the um, group that you, you live with, uh, who, how, how you, they can depend on you, you can depend on them, mm. um, a sense, sense of loyalty and responsibility, etc., etc. I mean, of course, if we're thinking of rites of passage, there are different stages of human development that are set. I mean, every seven years we completely change, don't we? Well, according to, um, the, shall I say, the alternative uh, knowledge, especially coming from India, uh, where the it's understood that the chakras mm. um, come into fullness. Mm. Um, we know about the seven chakras, but they the second seven chakras are an expression, as uh, I'm sure most people know, mm of the seven bodies of layers that go to make up them as their spirit being yeah. and they come in each one comes into it, its fullness mm. within its full expression mm. of, of the human being every seven years so every seven years if somebody wanted to construct a rite of passage mm. it would be very helpful to do that it gives an opportunity as each one of these new layers comes into its fullness to really get deep and understand the expression of that connected with everything that's happened mm. to that human being in their previous years mm. and rites of passage can be imaginatively constructive if they're for being um expansion mm. and truth mm -hmm. self-truth yeah. and productive mm. then they're worthy of doing so it would be great if some of our listeners would have a go if they've never done a rite of passage before have one mm. um do 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 have a go at um 
stretching yourself and, and going within. Of course, meditation helps a great deal, but of yeah. course there is also challenging. Mm. So do you, obviously, you when you have um, clients that are in that position where they may be going for a rite of passage or they may feel like they need a rite of passage, I mean, how would you, how would you go about helping them in that situation? Oh, I would, um, if I were to help somebody construct a rite of passage, mm. I would have listened to their own story about themselves and their lives first. To build a picture, I guess. Yeah. because within there there would be the clues on what would really work for them so mm. it would be an individual thing i am aware that in the ancient traditions all around the world uh, they were constructed and designed uh, one to fit all mm. um, but i believe that um, if we've not been brought up in a society of rite of passage then if we're sincere enough then designing one to uh, enable the best in that direction for mm. the individual um, is a great fun thing to do. Mm. Um, so to see it as an enjoyable thing, but it does need to challenge and stretch mm. and help to face um, a greater truth about one's own fears and one's own... Mm one's own um, limitations. So would you say then a key uh, aspect of um, pilgrimage is this idea of on some level you've got to go to a different space, so you've got to go without your normal day-to-day -day kind of ease of existence that we have here in the Western life. I mean, can you explain something about that process, well, you what happens? Sorry, I, I, you mentioned the word pilgrimage, mm. um, and that's exactly what I think, I believe, that the European people used um, as a form of rite of passage. Mm. Um, and I understand that rites of passage died out. I mean, they were very, very used, uh, and they were instigated by religion mm. in those days. Sure. But they were very, very popular <clears throat> all over Europe. Mm. Um, from, for a few centuries but uh, from what I understand that there was all sorts of wars and uh, pandemic diseases mm. broke out and it did um, it did um, almost stop mm. the um, the pilgrimage that's taking place but good news is is from the 19th century onwards into the 20th into the 20th century mm. and now in the 21st century the build-up of, of pilgrimage is phenomenal. Mm. Um, so if you go on the Camino in Spain, yeah. in Spain mm. to, uh, I think you know the name, don't you? What is it? San Diego oh, Compostela? Yeah. Santiago de Compostela. Yeah, I think you can Almost go from, there. say the word clearly. Santiago de Compostela. That's the one, and we're not talking about gardeners. Compost. Compost, no. no. <laughs> Being silly. Um, <laughs> but it, to go on one of these pilgrimages, Pilgrimage, and of course, there's another one, isn't there, that we've been oh, used for quite a while Machu now. Picchu. Machu Picchu. So mm. it's the long trail to Machu Picchu. I think yeah. it's still open, mm. but there's parts that have closed through landslide. I think mm. um, that was like a three-day endurance. I think, um, and people did uh, get something out. There was another one, wasn't there? Oh yes, there's 
There's things like mountains, like Cadarigris. Now, yes. that's a pilgrimage in Wales. In yeah. Wales. Mm. I've done it. Yeah. Uh, I've survived I'm never again. Whoa, never again. <laughs> never again. Um, yes, so, yes, that did challenge me quite a bit, I have to say. Mm. Um, so, there, we do have these challenges on board, but they are like pilgrim challenges. Mm. They don't have to be pilgrim pilgrim challenges um i will tell you that i was always um i always had a, a great fear of, of deep water mm. and i found myself being invited to go to a place where I, I can't remember what they're called but they're like they were like caves once upon a time and the roof falls in so you get this funnel surrounded by coral in this case mm. going down and down and down deep a long long way down so it's like blue like a blue hole i think they're called yeah. um and i had the the op the uh, uh the um ability to go and um snorkel mm. in this deep hole and deep water terrifies me mm. um but um i did do it but i freaked mm. out i have to say and then I got the op the opportunity to go there again in four weeks' time and do it again. All right. <laughs> so no, I, I did not want the opportunity. It mm. came up and I realised it was my challenge to face one of my fears. Mm. Mm. And it was a big fear and big, big terror. And I'd never snorkeled before. And that was quite challenging for me as well. Mm. So um, that's just to explain that the, the challenges and rites of passage come up in all sorts of forms mm. and sometimes they come into your field of vision if you don't mm. mind me using that cliche your field of vision brings you the opportunities and you have two choices don't you what are they what are they fear and love <laughs> no the two choices are do it or not do well, it exactly <laughs> and and the motto is feel the fear and do it anyway so what you're maybe perhaps talking about heather is the fact that this idea of a rites of passage it doesn't necessarily have to be a grandiose thing it could just be, you know... All through your life they can all pop do, up. All through your life you have mini ones, don't you? They're, they can be mini ones, but you can celebrate them so mm. that you've done it well. But do take note of what you're doing. Take it seriously, take note. Because what it does is, coming back to our title, mm. it brings you closer to who you truly are. Mm. So if you've got fears or disadvantages, you can transform them. Mm. And you still become who you are, but you see it, you feel it, you taste it, and it changes how you approach your life following. Mm. It gives you that opportunity to walk a different path. So that crossroads, you know whether you want to go left, right or straight on, mm. whatever those, you see what those roads are telling you. So you, I'm assuming that you um, help your clients, <coughs> help them to, for that awareness to come to their um, knowledge for them to understand that is that what you would help them with well when they come along yes i do but i tell you what happens mm. uh, what i like to do is to enable people to hear their own story and their own explanation because what we tend to get is a light bulb moment. I love those moments. I love them. You see the faces of people when they suddenly get it. Mm. It pops up in front of them and they go, I know what it is. I know what I'm... And it's usually what's been in the background of their world all the way through their lives. It's mm. there. It's absolutely there. So they've had that awareness, but they've almost just forgotten it. Well, you shelve it. Yeah. You hold it into the background 
you you sacrifice that part of yourself while you deal with life um, and you put it you just put it on on hold it, it, for a while it brings to mind to me to my in my mind i should say you know when kids are growing up and <clears throat> when they're quite young and they're asked what they want to do and they might say oh i want to be an astronaut or you know i want to i <laughs> i want to mm. be a fireman or whatever mm. that's more realistic of course but you know those dreams that we have as children. Don't say that. <laughs> those dreams that we have as children mm-hmm. somehow are kind of, um, as we get older, they seem to be unrealistic. So mm. you're talking about that maybe some an interest we had as a child, but then mm. it kind of gets drummed out of us as we have to adhere to the norms of society more and more, kind of thing. Well, yes, and if I elaborate on that, can I give you two instances of yeah, people sure. that I know, and Please so do. it really does ground it in people I know, and um, just very, very quick insights into two different people. One of them is a male, and I've known this male all my life, and this male was very involved in um, trendy for the earlier decades, um, playing um, guitars and drums in groups, very musical-minded, but over the years took a responsibility to deal with family issues and work and all that's necessary to put a roof over the head and you're looking after parents, etc., when they were elderly. The whole business of responsibility then retired. Mm. And on retirement, this person Mm. started to find the musical side of life again. Mm started to gather musical instruments. And of course this person's never had a musical lesson Mm. in his life, but he's really moving forward with electronic music. He plays a whole range of flutes beautifully, beautifully. Mm. And he's always been a drum player. Mm. So he's a whole range of things and and now making music as well now, Um, the whole business and so now at long last this man is finding out who he truly so he's is almost come full circle and so he's <clears> going <throat> involved in 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 uh, little groups that put on pageants and things mm-hmm. and he he moves around different places in in, in events where he sets up all his musical mm-hmm. um in um, um all, all the musical um electronic stuff he's got so that there's lots of music going on and and place um and and people are recognizing him more and more as the music man Mm. um and you can see that he's actually coming into his own now he's Mm. actually figuring himself and it's enabled him so this is quite a gentle rite of passage that's going on but he's actually getting to understand himself more Mm. and more and more to what he ever did in the past so that's one Mm. Uh, the other one is um, a lady that I know um, has a great ability. She has a great gift. Um, and I don't actually at this stage quite want to say, say what it is. But it does, um, it does mean standing up in front of crowds of people mm. to do this. Now, all through this lady's life, she's had instances where she's performed in small ways. Mm. She's had training of performing in small ways. Mm. She has an ability that the minute she stands in front of people, her her comedic mm. characteristic comes out mm. and makes everybody laugh and entertains everybody. 
but she has this block of terror of standing up there in front of people mm. and you can see all through her life it's told her that when she becomes herself she'll be standing up in front of people and entertaining them mm. without any doubt skillfully mm. but this barrier has just stopping her year after year after year and she isn't challenging this this barrier at all mm. so that she's not fully found herself yet and very often she will talk about she still feels that frustration mm. of not really getting into being herself. Sure. So that's what finding out who you truly are, working at it, and that's why challenging yourself and doing a rite of passage pushes you past your old barriers, mm. old barriers from earlier years. So what this person obviously has is they have snapshots of snapshots of their yeah. true self, but. Identity. It's so easy to identify when you mm. listen to the story. I can of the relate past. to that as well. Having these snapshots yeah. and and it feels so good. Yeah. It feel you feel so empowered because it's like wow, yes. this is who I really yeah. am. And I've seen that with the lady. And yes, you're actually saying that you've experienced that, and I've seen you in that mm. same experience. Yeah. yeah, I've had that in my past, so I do know that too. Mm. And everybody has mm. these things going on inside of them waiting to come out some mm. people slip into them quite naturally luckily through their lives sure some of us get blocked because some of are forced into it moving away moving mm. away and having to do other things and mm. go other places um but once you start stepping into your center and being yourself you know the feeling mm. boy you lift boy life is worth living mm. and it's uh, now some people need to do it for self-empowerment yeah. or for self-fulfilling mm. um, um maybe for a humanitarian cause other people reasons. need to do it for a more humanitarian cause mm. um more altruistic mm. uh ways of um putting out there into society into the human world mm a gift or a, a skill that will helpfully make a difference either by writing a book or going working with a charity mm. or setting up some sort of a spiritual or healing center mm. or saving animals mm. or or children babies and children uh working on diseases working on um clean water for people shall sure. we say or shelter yeah. or homelessness mm. um uh, elderly diseases or even cancers whatever you need to do to bring mm. bring solace in some way to humanity mm. is the altru altruistic or humanitarian so there's i always see when i see people there's definitely two areas one is self-fulfilling or self-empowerment mm. which goes on to do very good things i have to say whatever it is then there's the humanitarian altruistic where people have to give completely give up themselves well, sacrifice yeah well, to a degree it doesn't feel like sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> it feels like achievement and it feels like uh illumination shall we say mm. um expansion when people are doing it when they when that's what's inside that needs to come out and and okay. be and be known and, well, and seen thank you for that that's been an interesting discussion i think we'll round things up now so this has been part two uh, of our new series called to walk a mile in my moccasins and today we've been um talking about the subject of who am i really trying to find true self um, so, yeah, as yeah. I say, it's been an interesting discussion.
Yeah, yeah. And I think everybody has this insight of mm. them. They need to mentally know who yeah. they are yeah. and, 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 and get to that truth of who they are. I think it's definitely what unites it. all of humanity. And it, it doesn't have to be um, mm. this grandiose plan or scheme that you have for the world. It might just be a very small thing that you know that you're not doing you know, and you know that that is an expression of your true self. Mm. But if <clears> it is, it's never small. No, 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 because it's all about you. It's all about what's needed. Yeah, yeah. But when, it's, it's the need of self. Sure, but in yeah. the grand scheme of the, the world, and it, it all, might be small. Yeah. It's all a cog in the wheel. Whatever it is, is a cog mm. in the wheel. Mm. I, I know a lot of people do like to think that maybe they've got something grandiose to do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Because the interesting thing is, whatever it is, it is grandiose sure. within your own well, sphere. Yeah, yeah. It, it is for everybody. So that's why most people, or not most people, the whole chunk of people, feel that it's something grandiose. Mm. And in fact, it is for everybody in their own world, whatever it is. Mm. And, and that's the truth, too. Mm. Um, and it is delightful to see people light up mm. when they realise what it is. Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you for that. So just to end on the promo... Uh, basically, you can, as always, um, contact here, us here at Discerning Consciousness. Just visit our Facebook page. You can message us there. If you have any ideas for future shows, if you want to contrib contribute, uh, good, bad and indifferent, we, wel we welcome all of the above. Um, so, once again, thank you for tuning in. And there'll be more of these um, episodes of um, To Walk a Mile in My Moccasins uh, in the coming future. So, if you like this theme... Uh, we hope our listeners do, Heather, and um, then please um, do tune in again. But we're signing off now. Thank you very much.